straight, straight from South Africa. South Africa. This is the strange and mysterious world with your hosts, Lee Stratum and William Collinson. Right, and uh, good evening and welcome to Season 1, Episode 14 of the Strange and Mysterious World. We are your hosts, Lee and William. Tonight, we've got a very special guest coming on very shortly. Her name is Heather, and she is our local psychic. Well, otherwise, how are you doing before we bring on? Everything okay? Your side? Yeah, yeah, all, all good, man. Um, yeah, just a little introduction of Heather. So she, uh, the, this, I made a documentary called um, uh, The Clairvoyance, The Awakening. Um, Netflix just made an offer. I'm just waiting for for Amazon Prime to make an offer and see which one's better. So hopefully it's going to come out on one or two, or maybe both. Um, if they make a non-exclusive deal with uh, Netflix, then I could sell it to both channels. But um, anyway, so that's exciting that the documentary over here, there was a big part of it. She had a, a lot to say in it, which was amazing. I, I got a whole story of like how she became a psychic and everything she went through and, uh, you know, how she realized she had her, her gift. And uh, the documentary goes in a lot that actually we, we all have this gift. It's just that, you know, like, because uh, I also interviewed Dean Raiden. The the, the Mortal Kombat God, Raiden wins. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He's a um, parapsychologist. There we go. So you're going to edit that out, Ali. Make it look good. Parapsychologist. Okay? Oh, shit. So, you should so, have said it, he studies uh, ghosts. So I would have told you. <laughs> yeah. So, so Dean Raiden, so I uh, interviewed Dean Raiden and the famous parapsychologist. And okay. uh, and he, you know, he said, yeah, everyone has a side ability, but like everyone can play tennis. It's just obviously some people can play professionally and others can, you know, just hit the <laughs> ball over the net to each other. Like, and some can't even hit the ball over the net. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he said, yeah, if you practice it, you'll you'll get it. You know, and so that's what yeah. all of the psychics in the video, like I, I interviewed lots okay. of psychics and Sangormas that um are you know traditional. Well, I was actually going to ask. I was I was going to ask Heather that question. I was going to ask her. Does she think it's kind of uh, an ability we all have, or is it's one of these like innate, uh, innate things that are that okay, are? Okay, well, anyway, no, cool. cool. we'll we'll cut But anyway, so no, okay, no cool. so let me just send this link to her because she's actually waiting. Um, yeah, go for it. And my... Heather Locklear, Heather and Mrs. Heather and Bender. <laughs> Hello, William. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too, Heather. I'm assuming uh, you knew we were going to be on a bit late. Oh, my goodness. Who was going to be late? Me or you? No, I said, uh, I'm assuming you knew we were going to be a bit late. Because you're a psychic. Oh. <laughs> oh, the psychic would know. Yes, no, I was sitting very, very patiently, not to worry. I've only got about 45 minutes. Sorry, guys. No, that's cool. If, that's it, cool. if it's okay. But I'm so looking forward to this. And thank you for the invitation. No, fantastic. Thank you for coming on. Good. Okay. So how are we going to do this? All right, so and answers or yeah, 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 cool. We just want to be as casual as possible, but like, yeah, we'll start off with a question and then it'll just maybe we won't even talk about those other questions. It's a William thing, it's a William thing, yeah, exactly. Ask the question and off we go. Because I I went to uh, yeah, interview about missing years of Jesus, and then what did you and then we sort of talked about something else? I don't know what what happened anyway. I mean, exactly, that's what happened. Landed up on a completely different topic, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, here, just for our listeners, obviously, we'd like to, if you don't mind, if you could just give us a little bit of a of background information on yourself and how, how you actually came to become a psychic. 
Okay, so it's quite an interesting story. When I was a little girl, um, around the ages of two or three, I used to sit at the feet of this little guy um, that I thought was real, but wasn't, and uh, draw pictures and uh, give this feedback around him. And uh, everyone thought I was pretty much off my rocker. But nevertheless, that sort of ended up in other things happening in my life. I've always been different in my life, different in other people's view. However, because I was different and everyone thought I was different, I squashed it. You know, when you just kind of like say, this, whatever this thing is must not happen because people teach you the word no. Mm -hmm. No, this is nonsense. This is wrong. You can't be, who's this? What are you talking about? So on and so forth. It was around about the age of, I would say, close to 30 that my journey began. And um, totally unexpected to me, it started with a Reiki journey. And I've been listening to some of your podcasts, which are interesting. And I'm going back to the whole Reiki thing. And I'm loving the spiritualist church thing about the Reiki and the leg, William, and so on and so forth. But nevertheless, so here we go to this Reiki journey. And this woman had me lying down on this bed and giving me all these, she's opening me up and we're doing this whole Reiki journey and got to open up this chakra and that chakra and whatever chakra. And the next thing I started seeing things in my mind's eye, a dream state, which didn't make any sense to me. Yet when I shared it with family members, they were quite taken aback. They were saying to me, how would you know how that person looked? or who that person was, and where did that come from? So it was quite overwhelming, and I shut it down again. The interesting thing is, is when I shut this whole journey down around, this was apparently my mother's grandmother that I had seen in this Reiki journey, meditation, whatever it was. Um, nobody had really known much about it. I started to experience intense anxiety. And I'd never been an anxious person. I mean, it got so bad, I could not drive on highways. And my okay. search began. What is going on with me? I mean, I'm a confident individual. This is not, there's nothing for me to fear in life. Nevertheless, it obviously opened something up in me, something taboo. And as time went by, people started coming into my life. Um, uh, unexpectedly that were of a more spiritual uh, nature or perspective. My dreams became much more vivid. I was seeing things that were happening before they were happening and then seeing them, and it's very overwhelming. And inevitably, as years went by, I blocked this. I kept blocking it because it made me different, and I, I am different. I've got red hair, I've got green eyes, and I'm a little bit off the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the normal to go person, yeah. but this was a different kind of different. And then the strangest thing happened. I was on this journey searching for spirituality. And um, I found myself in one of these charismatic churches. And my mom said to me, I want you to come to this crossing over. And I said to her, no ways. I'm not into that. I'm taking a different journey now. I'm going this way, you know? Charismatic. I'm not interested in these old spiritualist church things. We're going charismatic now. 
She said, I can't go on my own. Well, she's my mother. I'm not going to let her go to that on my own. I arrived at this little spiritualist church in the town that we live in called Benoni. And uh, something caught me unaware. Where we were sitting, there was a plaque on the wall. And it had my husband's father's name on it. This is very strange. I mean, what would his name be doing here? Took a photograph. In those days, you had those uh, BBM or whatever it was, Blackberry things. It's a long time ago. When I got home after this whole episode of crossing over, in other words, people speaking to those who had departed, I showed this to him. He said, that's my grandfather's name. Well, his parents had not told him that they'd grown up in the spiritualist church. This is your husband. And, uh, sorry? Your husband. My husband. Yeah, my husband. Yeah. And he had to now address this. What is his grandfather's plaque? And you know those plaques, those the, the brass plaques with people's names and passed yeah. over to higher service. What is that doing in a spiritualist church when he had lived a life that was, I mean, very basic, nothing about spiritualism, nothing about all this boo-boo, taboo stuff. And his dad opened up and said that, well, that was where I came from. I grew up in that church. And he gave us the different names of the different people. And those blocks were up there as well. His grandparents, his aunts, his uncles were all in this church. Anyway, I said to him, right, tomorrow we're going back to this church. It's a Sunday service. We're going to see what this whole thing is all about. And William, you've been to a spiritualist church, so I'm sure you know it can be, you know, and uh, we're out there. And we basically never left. Strange. I ended up becoming the vice president of the Benoni Spiritualist Church. I didn't know what tarot cards were, or oracle cards were. I just got messages. Arrived in this place and started to be able to give these messages to people. And it was the strangest of things. But it became our life. And inevitably, we... We broke away and we started our own spiritualist church and um, I had to get myself a deck of cards because people like cards. They like to look at cards. And I know, Lee, you know, that would interest you, your tarot or whatever it might be. And I, I didn't know what these cards were all about. I had no idea. So, uh, before you carry on there, Heather, sorry, can I ask you a question? Yes, go for it. Um, the, the, the spiritualist church. Yes. I, I don't know really much about it. I think my grandparents were in a spiritualist church. They were staying in Lynn Mayer. I can't, I don't even, I can't even say how many years back, my great-grandparents. I think right. they were part of a spiritualist church I, because I do recall them saying things. But I didn't realize, so do they allow you to, or not should, I shouldn't say they allow, do they say, like if you're reading tarot cards and those kind of things, is, is it is it something that they do? Is that is a part of okay, the church, so, or is it yeah, something? This that... is actually a very interesting thing because a yeah. spiritualist churches, depending Lynn Mayer, Lynn Mayer, Lynn Mayer. Where's Lynn Mayer? That's uh, Alberton, sort of right to uh, right past Alberton. Okay, so they probably would have been more involved with the Troyville Church or one of those. I've been very involved mm. with the spiritual church. Yeah. Okay, so let me take you back. It's a psychic tool, tarot cards. You actually okay. don't need them, and that's where I was going. Um, some do. 
some are anti-it completely. But it's very fascinating about spiritualist churches because it goes all the way back to the 50s and, and even before that. And where this whole concept of spiritualist churches was born was aligned to the Masons, the Freemasons, and also the Second World War, where there were a lot of people who died and people never got closure because if they, they, they were missing in action or they died or whatever. So these churches were born through Freemasonry, where people could okay. go there and they could meet with a medium or a psychic and possibly get closure and clarity. But they also used to do some beautiful things, which I'm a little frightened of, and there are not many of us who know how to do this, but to seance and so on and so forth. Psychic tools have always been a no-go within spiritualist churches. So to answer your question in a roundabout way, we don't need psychic tools. Okay. We just channel. But people on the opposite end of us need something visual. They need psychic tools. And therefore, okay. they want to see someone showing them pictures. They want to see someone scrying, for example, with a crystal ball, they want to see something happen. So this is why I mentioned I had to get myself a deck of cards because what are people going to be doing staring at my face when but, I tell them stuff? Also, sorry, Heather, to just um, to, to chip in here, but I just for people that actually don't know what a spiritualist church, I mean, the one that oh, I will go to in Deep River, it's usually a start off like it's like a normal church service. You go there, hmm. you, you sing songs like from hymns from the Bible. You know, you say a prayer. It's like the one I'm go to in Deep River here. It's like uh, 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 you know, you pray to Jesus and to God, and it's and all of that. Yeah. And then, and then a lady, and they'll give a sermon, and they'll give like some wisdom, and sometimes it's from all different kind of uh, spirituality thing. Like they'll talk about karma, or they'll talk about some kind of spiritual. Uh, aspect that they could it could be eastern it could be um whatever like they're not usually just coming out of the bible it's usually like they i'm just talking about the one I, i've gone to and then and then um once they've given their message it also could be from the bible yeah. could even be from the aa book or whatever you know whatever the, the person that's giving the sermon has some inspiration from whatever they're reading it could be like some philosophical book or you know it could be a book on hermetics or whatever and then they come and they'll say this and how it relates to day of their life and they give a message or whatever and then then a lady or the, or the gentleman or whoever's doing them kind of reading that day will come out and they'll like see people in the audience that maybe would need a new message or something and then they'll target that person and they'll give a message you know and mm -hmm. um from a past one or uh or just something that they need some like uh guidance in their life or something and um and that's my experience as a, as a spiritual church. So um, don't forget your free Reiki sessions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The free Reiki and the pulling of the leg, William. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Can I add to that? Can I add something that is so fascinating that you say that, William? But there are there's one fundamental point about these spiritualist churches is they follow seven principles, and the concept of a spiritualist church is the the, the, the allowing of different belief systems, different religions, different cultures to come together in one place with one fundamental view, and that is to find 
coexistence, and love. So these seven principles that are followed are meant to be embodied and, and you know, brought into their lives. And do you remember when you when you were in the service, didn't they ask you to say the seven principles? Yes, sorry, sorry, yes, exactly. So the yes. seven principles. And it's funny because when we, when I first went there and they started, because it's like almost like a preamble, like I don't know if anybody's yes. into NA and Alcoholics Anonymous or, or Alcoholics Anonymous and you've got to do all those preambles before. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like an AA meeting. And he's <laughs> going through the, the seven principles of like, you know, like AA. <laughs> AA. Like, but, it's, but it's like of the spiritualist church. And I was like, oh my God, that's quite interesting. It's <laughs> quite hectic, isn't it? I mean, here you are with these seven principles and you, you, you're reading them off and you're wondering, well, what does this mean? You know, where are we going here? Yeah, so, it's very, uh, 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 I agree with the, the principles are very, um, you know, like uplifting or, or, or it, it, it's, it's, yeah, they're beautiful intentions and, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you would, I can't really remember them, but I mean, I've been going to AA for years and I can't even remember the preambles of those. Um, even, well, yeah, well, uh, even the, the, um, the, the, the AA prayer, I still can't get it right. <laughs> oh, you should know that AA prayer. You should know the whole concept of the serenity prayer. Yeah, sorry, the, see, I can't even remember the name. <laughs> I've been in recovery for nine years. It's serenity prayer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the serenity prayer of spiritualistic living. There you go. <laughs> Seven principles. No, that's awesome. That's that's actually very interesting. I didn't know that it was like a whole group. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what religion. It's just kind of a. No. Wow, well, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, the final um, uh, uh, of the seven is the teachings of Christ, the Jesus, and all other ascended masters, which brings in, you know, the teachings of Buddha. We even bring in whether it comes from Islam or it comes from the Hindu teachings, Hare Krishna, whatever it might be. The concept is here to bring love and understanding of various different cultures together so that they can all experience one another because we learn from one another. All right. And you were saying that you, uh, so on, you've, you've gone and got yourself your, your own tarot pack. Um, can you use a normal pack of cards, just a normal deck? Well, I'm going to actually tell you something very interesting here, and I didn't prepare William for this. I don't like tarot. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I do have what we call a psychic tarot, which mm. is John Holland's deck. I don't like the 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 the, the pictures. Yeah, the images. Mm. I don't like these images. They 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 are misread, misinterpreted. Um, and misguided. But now I've got something very interesting to tell you about tarot. Tarot and a tarot deck, the right of way to or any other one that you might come across, is about cards. So every single card means something specific. And how that card is positioned will give you a particular message. So sometimes cards come up upside down. And they'll give you a very different meaning. So, for example, if we take the death card, and the death card comes up upside down, it's going to give you the opposite meaning to death. It's going to talk about birth. Mm -hmm. But with tarot, it's got nothing to do with intuitive reading. It's or Anyone can read tarot. Anyone. Go get yourself a deck. Anyone can read it. Learn about how to place the cards, 
where they need to be placed and learn the book. It's, it's a no given. Learn it. It's okay. just about pieces of paper. However, if you add energy to that, you can actually bring so much more forward. So the reason for me stepping away from terror and going with something more less controversial, the images are more pleasant, it was because of what I said earlier. I never had cards. I could get messages like this. I didn't need cards. So now I needed to figure out how am I going to do this? The cards became a psychic tool. And what a psychic tool is, it's a, it's a way of getting guidance and validation for what you bring through intuitively. Does that make any sense yeah. to you? Yeah, yes, of course, because we on the uh, uh, the last podcast we spoke about Lee, I, I was saying like, it's you know if you when you go see a psychic, like a lot of the time, like, um, like the information that comes through, however the images or whatever, they it gets interpreted by the psychic, like, uh, and it's not you know it, it could get mixed up, like, um, like. Yeah. You could put because you, your 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 logical brain could kick in and kind of mask or whatever information you're getting, and your logical mind starts interpreting it and actually messes up the information a little bit, and it comes out a little bit not um like not what did I say pure, but like it would like the meaning gets because like. Like it happens with all of us. Like if you're in a meditative state and then you and you're trying to get a reading and well, not all, all of us. I mean like. Like in you know what it is, Will? I'm going to interrupt you, but I yeah. think I'm going to help you here. It's, it's more about how do we establish the difference between imagination yeah, there go. and truth? Yeah, and imagination is to mix it up a bit. That's it, because very often when the cards validate and, and, and they, they, they guide us in a certain direction, we, we are discerning between what is what our minds want to make up and be subjective over and what is actually the so-called spiritual truth that's coming through. We do get confused. So it's lovely to work with some kind of a tool that helps you to discern between the two. Is that making any yes, sense? That's well, a, well done. You put it so nicely into words. Um, like, uh, <laughs> well, I'm was, very noisy. I'm my, very noisy. My so logical mind couldn't even make logical sense. Uh, there was actually a, a Somebody read a tarot for me many, many years back, and the deck that they had was actually so cool. It was, uh, it wasn't the standard, the standard one that you see in every shop. That actually had fairies on it. It was weird. It was like a fairy deck, but it was, it was so pretty. I mean, all the the, the things that came out, even if it might have been not the greatest news, uh, it was still the cards look pretty cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but yeah, but kind of the cards thing because it is like a, like the normal tarot deck, tarot cards. I mean, they look like. I mean, for a normie in the street that, that has never done a psychic degree, they come in and see that. That's like satanic stuff, you know. They look at yeah, that. Like, that Geez, yeah. that's kind of creepy as heck, you know. So, yeah, I can see what you're saying. That you know, you get your own. You because I mean, also that deck of cards that you gave me, um, but they're like oracle cards. Like I'll just show. That's also got the fairies and stuff. The oracle cards. This, this pack, yeah, because I've I've tried. This is this is Heather's pack. You made these. Hey? This is your design. Yes, no, that's my thing. <laughs> So, oh, okay. and, and I mean, these are the most helpful things. Like, I mean, I've I've gone through many of these decks, and they're so expensive. Not they're not headers, like the other other ones that you go into one of those shops and you get the oracle cards, and they cost like thousands of rands. And yeah. they like they I don't know. I've never ever found a good deck, and like a, a, and 
and even the apps i've got all the apps and i look at the and then i always keep on going back to headers because they are the most these have been the my trusted user friendly trustees they use the friendly yeah um, strangely Lee, enough i've actually got sorry lee to interrupt you i want to actually just go back if i may to your reading with the yeah. fairies if yeah. may, I, may i go back there i'm sorry to yeah yeah i can't really remember too much of but it it, it was uh i'm just trying to remember do, do you remember uh, I was chatting uh, well about Overport when I had that Reiki thing uh, at that center that I used to work yes, at? Yes, so it was at the same center. Fun. So one of the years, uh, a whole group of uh, that guys at the psychic and tarot readings and all sorts of stuff, they came into the center and they came and set up like a little uh, stall there. And then you could go and sit down and discuss those kind of things. And I went and sat with her for a card reading. Look, okay, there was no bad news, okay, even though I said something um, that might have been bad news was there was no bad news, but because I think they don't really want to give you bad news. <laughs> so if they see something, they're like, um, yeah, okay. Uh, I can see he's going to die tomorrow, but like, uh, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, say say just, I'll be like, uh, yeah. yeah, well, you're going to have a great big house and a lovely car, <laughs> and like, you're going to have like 10 girlfriends once, and... But because you, you know they're going to, you know they're going to die like in the next hour, and they walk out of your shop and get hit by a car. You, say, you just start telling the coolest like life they're ever going to have. Yeah, your last meal before you get executed. No, I want to take you back there. I'm sorry to interrupt you guys. Here I am on my own mission. No, cool, go for it. But but I tell you why I'm taking you back. Uh, you had angel or fairy cards that yes. are not tarot; they're oracle. Okay. So. Oracle cards do exactly the same yeah. as tarot cards do, but they're more intuitive. And to answer your question that you asked me a long time ago, can you use a normal deck of cards to read? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You don't really need anything but a psychic tool or none at all, your intuition. So, so sorry, Jen, and I love Grace. Her name is Grace, my deck. Thank you, William. You've hunted me. I love you for that. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the most amazing thing about that deck is that the reason why I created it was because I teach spiritual, psychic awareness, growth, mediumship, and so on. And my students would come with all these decks, these very complicated decks, very, where you've got, like in terror, you've got the major arcana, the minor arcana, this and that, the next thing. And I decided that's it. I'm done with it. We've got to get something simple. We've got to throw the books away. It's not about learning. It's about your intuition. And that's how the deck was created. And it is. It's a it's an easy, simple way to use a psychic tool to actually connect with your abilities intuitively. When we worry about the book, like all of them have the book. I mean, I'm looking at this one here, which is Colette Baron Reed's Spirit Animal Oracle. I means beautiful deck. I don't know if you can see it. My camera's in yeah, yeah, yeah. But last year, try and read this deck, and you are on another planet. Because if you're going to go and get the book out, whose opinion of your intuition are you reading with the book? Not yours. The yeah. person who authored the deck. Yes. yes. Uh, okay. Hold on. So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So what you what you're saying? This actually. Something just popped in my head. So if you get your own deck and say you take out an ace of spades, right? Yes. The ace of spades 
for you is going to have a specific meaning, whether it's upside down, whether it's okay. So each each deck is going to be to your own reading. So death death might not death might come up and say, okay, it's a you might, but how do you figure out what it is? So what I'm asking is if you open up an ace, how are you gonna say, all right, this is gonna be the happiness card or whatever it is? How do you how do you, do you know what I mean? How how do you get that information? Okay, so let's go back to understanding concept of intuition. One of the things I'd like to bring forward here is that every single one of us, when we're born into this world, is intuitive. Big statement to make, but we are. We have a pineal gland that is not used and becomes calcified. Um, I can give you many conspiracy theories around this, but let's just go with the water, okay? Yeah. And the fact that we're taught no. So we question ourselves. We might have an active imagination when we're kids, and then people say to us, you've got an overactive imagination. Shut up, nonsense, rubbish. But if more parents listened to their children in the first seven years of their lives, they would receive such intense guidance from these young souls, not young in terms of their soul age, but these souls that come into this world with all this wisdom. So here's the thing. Here we are, these intuitive beings, and some of us more than others, absolutely. Some with more vivid imaginations than others. But we actually can determine the difference if we tap into our inner selves. So, Lee, I'm going to give you the secret tonight. There's only one way to tap into your inner self, and that is meditation. And one thing I'm going to say here, sorry, Mr. Collinson, but not the Eastern way. That's not necessary. I've told William this a million times over. I've told him, you're doing too many different kinds of meditation, dude. Just chill, 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 chill. In yeah. fact, five minutes, and I hope you guys don't mind saying this, but five minutes sitting on the loo in the morning is meditation. Leave your phone behind, <laughs> guys. Sit. You say if I have diarrhea for 40 days, I'll become enlightened. Uh, it's like heavy concentration. <laughs> Seriously, the more you go into that space of quiet, the more you will hear what needs to come to you and you learn this language of spirit. So with my students, this is what I do. I give them all a journal and I say to them, right, guys, let's get started. I take them on guided meditation journeys and they have to come back and give us their feedback. What did they get? What did they see? Blah, 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 blah. Fascinatingly enough, in a group of 20 people, you'll find that at least five of them will get the same thing. Another phenomenon we need to delve into, because how do they all get the same thing? Well, they're on the same journey, or is it the energy? What is it? But people will learn what symbols and images and words and things mean to them. So for me, if I had to say, let's be obvious, the apple is, for me, help. The apple for somebody else might mean food. When symbols come through, you start to develop your own psychic language. And, and, and that is what is important. Your psychic language is developed 
from your life experiences. So like John Edward would say, mm. when he gives messages um, in, in a big auditorium, he always refers back to his own life experiences. And, you know, somebody will appear, looks like a grandfather, reminds him of his grandfather. You'll hear him. Go and listen to him. It's quite fascinating. We need to refer to that being that is ourselves in order to associate messages. Like today I had a session and I kept picking up on my dad and how he passed away and so on and so forth. And I mentioned to my client, a new client today, that he, uh, your father passed away this way, that way, that exactly the same way as my father. Now I'm taking a big chance here, Lee and Will, because I'm getting it, but how do I know how that person's father passed away? Why am I so confident to say your father passed away not knowing their father passed away? Because over the 15 years I've been doing this, I've learned to stop doubting. If something yeah. is given to you, put your ego aside and say it. Yeah, I think you'd be a hell of a worry because like, uh, I, I get this image that somebody was murdered, but uh, you do I say it? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think people are a bit scared to, just in case they're wrong. I think that's the most the most important thing. If you, yeah, you no, say something and somebody says, no, you're wrong. You're like, oh, okay, but I love what you've just triggered me with, talking about murder. Yeah. So one thing, if you belong to the spiritualist union and the spiritualist church, we adhere to is a code of conduct. We are not out there to tell people about dismal, terrible, horrible, awful things. We are not gypsies sitting in caravans with all due respect. It's just mm -hmm. we operate differently. We will guide you around a situation sensitively, but we are not bringers of dismal, dark, horrible news. If I yeah. see a murder, what I say is this person passed very suddenly in an extremely uncomfortable way. And when you've been doing this work for a long time, you feel how they died. Mm. You actually can feel the pain. You can feel where they died, how they died, what part of the body. It is so fascinating, whether it was a head injury, you know, whatever it might be. But yes, we die. I get nervous every single day. You should have seen what this dude, William Collinson, did to me a weekend or so ago. He <laughs> had me in a state. I said, well, I'm now going to go and just get connected with myself. Okay, I'm going to get, because he's, and then he goes on and on and on. And I tell him, oh my goodness, William, what have I said to you in this interview, dude? <laughs> because we're human doings. We, we might have an ability to connect, but we also have an ego. We also fear. Yeah. We don't like judgment. It's scary. Every day is scary. But people don't see that. They think that we plug in. You take this plug here, you know, plug it in. I want this. I want that. I need to know this. I need to know that. And this goes on 24 hours a day. But we're not like that. It's this process. You have to cut off your, your psychic life from your personal life. You have to be able to shut down and also have dinner. <laughs> Uh, yeah. speak to your family um, and, and we're normal beings we just have this ability when we focus and we go into that space to see more than others see 
Okay, now I have another question. So I know you you don't have much time left, but uh, there's something that's always really interested in me, and this is scrying. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is, um, you know, I was chatting to Will. Uh, I'd phoned me the other day, and I was, uh, we 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 began talking about certain psychic things. This is before we even thought we should bring you on. And I said to him, you know what? I'm looking for a, a glass ball or a, a crystal ball that I can use to project images and you know those kind of things on he says hey you know what you must get up my friend Heather and she will she will sort this out yeah now can you use glass or is crystal preferred in those uh, in those things okay with scrying you don't mm. only have to use it so I don't know if you can see me whether you just yeah, yeah. just tell the audience what scrying is first because some people that have never known what scrying is maybe okay so what scrying is let me help you with scrying yeah Basically, what it is, is using a reflective surface to receive images that give you guidance, just like we've been speaking about cards, okay? But there's another side to scrying that we need to be very cautious about, and that is that in witchcraft, which I do not participate in, you can use scrying to spell, to cast a spell. You can project images, okay? So I'm not going to talk to you about witchcraft because it's not my area of speciality, but I'm going to talk about how you try to scry and what kind of scrying. So here's a crystal ball. I've got one here. The Back crystal is a glass. This one is glass, okay? okay, which is very much something you can use. If I hold it up, William can see it. You know, you the images mm. are there. You could but use a bowl of water as well, hey? A bowl of water. Um, yeah. a, I, I like to use a brass bowl of water. Okay, brass just simply because it's reflective. You can use a mirror to scry in. You can also use black obsidian, but we need to be cautious with black obsidian. It's a crystal. The reason being is because anything black can open a portal. portal. Okay, but why we use black obsidian is because it also grounds you and connects you and keeps you safe. The other thing that you can use is smoke from incense or flames from oh, really okay okay absolutely okay. so Lee, I, I, you would burn incense i would imagine I can yeah, yeah so next time you burn your incense don't worry about how the smoke is going up or to the side or to the left or whatever i learned a lot of people worry about that around the energy in their homes rather focus on the shapes that are being made by the actual smoke flames yeah. If you have an open fire, you know, if you're sitting outside and you're looking at an open fire, it is amazing what you can see in flames. Something else uh, some people use, fascinatingly enough, is sugar. Sugar? Sugar. Sugar, just in a bowl. Um, If you want to take scrying to another level, you can look at the teacup readers. You can even look at our sangomas and our traditional healers that use bones and how the bones... However, it's not a reflective surface, but it certainly is aligned to the concept of scrying. So when we scry, scrying is not just about taking oh, mirrors, big time mirrors. Um, but I, I always worry about mirrors and portals. Now, that's another subject matter for another day. But when you scry, it's not as simple as I've just got my bowl here with a bit of water in it. You know, Nostradamus actually used. Um, a bowl in water to come mm. up with his predictions. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Fascinating. 
I mean, there are many other things. There's automatic writing and so on and so forth. But let's keep with the scrying. You have to get yourself into a trance state. Now, the best way to get yourself into a trance state before you scry, whether it's a mirror, whether it's a crystal, the best crystals, if you're going to get them in a sphere, a sphere should be around, it, it, this is about 16 centimeters, okay? It, it, it needs to be quite big. A small one, you're not going to be able to connect with as well. Um, clear quartz, if you're going crystal, and black obsidian are amazing because of their reflective quality. But getting into a trance state isn't as difficult as people think. Once the art of meditation or just being in a quiet space is mastered, one needs to also remember that the trance state needs us to focus on something. Now, if you light a candle and you look at the flame, have you noticed how you can move the flame up and down and to the left and the right with your eyes? Have you done that exercise, guys? I have. Uh, it worked once, but I think I tried it again after that and nothing happened. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it's basically getting yourself focused. You've got to get yourself focused in. So a flame gives you that, that, that understanding that you're in a trance. When I scribe, I don't scribe with my eyes open. I scribe with my eyes closed. I use my third eye. When I open my eyes, I will see the image. But I'll only see the image after my eyes have been closed. Isn't that fascinating? It's like an after image, if that makes sense. It's like with a candle. You burn it. If you focus on that flame for a long time, then you close your eyes, you'll see an after image. Yeah. That after image will give you a message. When working with water, I love water because water can really give us something quite spectacular. You, you, you basically just stir the water and stir into it and wait to see what comes up. But I'm taking you back now to that language of spirit. You have to have learned what your symbols and signs mean to you through your own personal experience. So scrying, scrying is... <laughs> I tell you why I fear it. I don't fear it in my day-to-day -day use because I'm responsible and I know what I'm doing with it. But it is so powerful that people can project images into that reflective image and reflect them out. In my practice, I have mirrors set up to deflect negative energy so that if negative energy is sent to me, it deflects out. Does that make sense? It's, a, it's, it's not scrying necessarily, but it's yeah. a It's reflecting whatever is sent to me to go back to the source it came from. Mm. So we underestimate how of our mind and our intentions and our thoughts. We underestimate what we think about, we speak about, we bring about. That's the thing with scrying. It, 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 we can talk about lots. Of, in my classes, I teach them quite a few different techniques to use and so on and so forth. If you guys want to know more, I can always send it to you to read up on and look into. But um, what should we scry about now? Me? No, no. So sometimes I get weird, weird images. I mean, um, I was standing in the kitchen just before Christmas, and uh, we were expecting some friends and stuff to come around. Uh, it was about half past four. I wasn't sure what time these guys were coming, and I was busy drying the dishes uh, while my wife was busy washing. And I said to her, 
I think Greg's at the gate. Because I saw this image of a guy standing at the gates uh, waiting for us. And then she said, well, he hasn't phoned or anything. And then I went out and there he was. He was standing at the gate. So, but it happens quite often. It's were you like, it's weird. the dishwasher? Were you, what, no, you yeah, yeah. I was checking. I was checking the dish uh, dishcloth. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I get that actually quite often. I've got a lot of images that float around in my head. Lots, always image images in my head. What do you do with it? I don't know. I just kind of let it go as it goes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about washing dishes, which is is fascinating. When are we the most present in the moment? When we're tying our shoelaces or washing the dishes, actually, mm. because you're not doing anything else. So you're washing the dishes, and what you're getting is a projection of the future or the now into your mm. space because you're present in the moment. But he was being a real South African man, and his wife was doing the dishes. <laughs> and he was watching her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I was present. Okay, well. Her presentness was like... Well, he was trying and he was being really cool and he was trying... Remember, your girlfriend told you were not present, so now you must learn to be present, Well, He was trying shoelaces. So if I wash the dishes for 40 days, I'll become enlightened. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe, actually. I'll try the diarrhea thing first and then if that's not working, I'm going to go dishes. Uh, yeah. So, guys, I've got a bit more time. I don't know if you want to know anything about 2024 and what's coming, or you're okay with it. Actually, you know, it's a funny thing. It would be fantastic if you could give us our, our podcast that released uh, two hours ago uh, is actually on the predictions for 2024. So, cool. it, would, okay. it would actually be quite cool if you could uh, just, yeah, yeah end just for just finish that. off. Are you okay with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Happy, happy, well, happy. Well, 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 we did The Simpsons. We did The, uh, the, <laughs> the Simpsons, Simpsons have been uh, predicting. Of course. Now you're going to compare your notes from The Simpsons with what to I'm you. Uh, yeah, you, gonna you be better crazy. be right. I'm telling you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So I've, I've got about five minutes left. And I just want to say to you guys that this is a very powerful year that's coming for you and for your listeners. When we look at the year of an eight, karmic year we're looking at numerology we're looking at astrology and so on and so forth and a karmic year clears the way it balances karma out so people should not be frightened of facing their shadows their demons the things that come up for healing extremely important but it's also an abundant year a balanced year and people need to connect with all aspects of themselves in this year. Don't make decisions, just haste, stop, observe, think. When we get to next year, which is an end of a nine-year cycle, you're going to find that you're getting ready to say goodbye to old decluttering and stepping into 2026, which is a new year. But there's a few words I want to throw at your listeners, and that is in 20. 24, they need to be aware, wash dishes, lots of them, be aware, but they also need to beware, beware, be aware and beware, because if you don't step up, you'll be stepped on in 2024, okay? So what's happening is that there's a lot of subliminal messaging coming. We're looking at artificial intelligence, and this is not just about 
David Bowie today that I've watched. And then the next thing after I've watched something about David Bowie, I'm getting everything about this guy, like his entire life in my social media feed. It's more. The truth is distorted. We're going to find it is. It's going to be vastly distorted because we are being sent messaging. Uh, I used to work for the SABC and um, uh, in radio, and all those years back, that subliminal messaging was a form of propaganda that was used with the various different radio stations to get people to believe in something. We're going through that again this year. We're going to yearn for peace, okay, because of what's going on in the world around us. And we're going to feel this concept. It's going to erupt of compassion. But we're also going to feel the need to preserve ourselves. This is a self-preservation year, not a selfish year, but a year where you might isolate and stay in your lane. We're going to go out less. We're going to spend cash less. It's going to be more electronic. But people are going to make decisions from their trauma selves. They're not going to make decisions from their healed selves. So mental health and mental well-being is going to be in a big focus, big, big focus for people. So we have to adapt. Life is about adapting. In South Africa, got to make some predictions here. There's no doubt we're going to have some electoral fraud elements coming through, okay? And when I say fraud, I mean like Zimbabwe. Things are going to disappear. This is going to happen. It's going to cause a lot of conflict. But we're going to have more opposition parties appearing out of nowhere and fewer voters. So this whole election is going to be a very uncomfortable space. Cardiovascular health. These guys, everyone needs to look at viruses and their hearts. Yeah. Everyone got vaccinated. I do a lot of running, so I'm cool. So all of their hearts are stuffed now. Yeah, the heart's <laughs> a big thing, eh? It's a mess. Uh, you talk about the vaccine. Yeah, sorry, but Who? Yeah. Me? You? No, Who? no. Will. No, Whoa. I'm just saying all the data is coming out like you know, <laughs> stuffing up everyone's heart. So um, that's probably what you're saying. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Let's do a good vaccine. No, no shame. Absolutely. Uh, well, well, how's your heart? Well, I don't know yet. I, I might. Um, is it fixed or broken? It's, it's, it's usually, you usually just drop dead. Like, <laughs> 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 like stops on, on occasion. Oops. <laughs> and there are viruses coming to us. Another little batch of this nonsense is coming into our space. I want to say something fascinating. Impacts and healers are leaving this world. And they're not just leaving this world to ascend to the fourth and fifth dimension. They're passing on to the next dimension. Um, Unexpectedly, weird things coming, weird short illnesses. You know, people are... I think they're taking an exit point, to be honest with you. We've got seven, and I, I think some of these people are more intuitive are saying, oh, yeah, I'm getting out of here. I don't like this so much, but it's or, fascinating. Or, or, or do you think it could be like a um, like a bad, like an attack from like some um, the, 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 the dark forces that are taking them out, maybe? Because they don't I'm want anybody say, to awaken? I'm going to say yes. I'm actually going to make a blanket statement, and I'm going to say yes. I've had nine people pass away, William, that are in my circle that are healers or empaths working with different modalities over the last six months. And these are healthy individuals. Where are they going? What's happening? 
sudden illnesses, unexplained illnesses, a lot of them are lymphomas, um, weird, strange things that just come out of nowhere, very much in the stomach area as well, just unexplained stuff. And I don't want to cause uh, anyone of your listeners to fear, but it is, it's strange. It's a phenomena and I'm working with it at the moment, but I don't really have any true answers, but the dark forces I think. Yeah, well, it's a yeah. I don't know. It's it's a little bit worrying, man. Um, so, um, so I'm just I'm trying to wrap my head around the the facts that you've had nine people pass away in the last six months, mm-hmm. and these are all teachers, people that are uh, on the on the level of awake, helping others to awaken from the issues that's currently 100%. that we. And now there's no more teachers. Oh, they still teachers. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, it seems like the teachers are, them, are, are getting people. yeah. Hundred percently, yeah. and that was the most frightening thing. I mean, where are they going? One was a definite um, ending of life, if you understand by choice, that I'm aware of. The other was this yes, lymphoma yeah. that, yeah. honestly, it, it 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 was three weeks and we were over. The other was an unexplained passing in the stomach area that there's no. Nobody can, I mean, it's, it's come at such a shock to the inner circle. People cannot believe that these people are just, you know, where's this coming from? There haven't been any illnesses um, that have been existing prior, if that makes sense. And there's also not been anything that is too uh, tragic, like a, a car accident or anything like that. It, it seems like all of a sudden these people are getting sick. And then no longer. Yeah, uh, no, it's just it's something I've noticed. So I don't know. So there there's a lot is of people a trend. that have. Now I'm yeah. going to say there is there's absolutely a trend. Okay, so one thing we need to remember is we do as spiritual healers know how to expel what was put into us out of us. And okay. William and I have had a long discussion about that. So I'm not going to go into that here on your podcast, but I am going Ooh. to say to you, so don't don't get yourself leveled into the low vibration here. Let's end mm. this off with a high vibrational note. Can I ask your listeners after today to go and play their happy music? Whatever music they enjoy listening to will raise their vibration and they'll feel yep. better about their lives and where they are. Happy music. Met- Metallica. I think can I shall I pull one of your cards for the listeners? That's perfect. Thanks. Thanks. So you just do the protocol that uh, it comes with the instructions on got to tap it three times. Yeah, you gotta shuffle it properly, isn't it? You gotta tap it three uh, times. Ask for protection, truth and enlightenment. You put it on your forehead, or is that just other decks of cards? No, I don't do that. You okay. can if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then just shuffle. So so what are you doing? Are you are you gonna be doing a, like a prediction? Or what's the story? I'm just going to draw a card and see whatever the the listeners they get from. Yeah, okay, but hold on. Before you do, have you got your your cards? Have you do you understand your cards? What I'm what I'm asking. Yeah, well, that's what's great about these cards is because they're so simple. Like because the other ones, yes, they're so complicated and like I read them and it's like I'm just like oh gosh, there's so much information. Like, but these ones, <laughs> like you, and I could never never really resonates with me with any other cards. But these ones, you just draw it. And whatever the word is on there, it like it's like yeah. it just it just you you realize okay, this is what I'm going through in my life. It makes perfect sense. Like that's exactly the 
and it doesn't have any explanation okay. or whatever. It's just like, is it maybe it's an intuition thing or whatever, but it just logically, it just makes complete sense. You're like, okay, well, that's, that's the, and sometimes it's like saying like one here, like it'll say like, you know, like uh, look out for synchronicities in your life or like, but anyway, let's just see what this one says. What does it say? It says, Can't see. oh my gosh, it's upside cut. down. Is this a, it says release, surrender to the universe, trust in the divine path. Oh, jeez. I keep getting that 444 number. That's exactly what it says. The triple four number. Maybe that was for you. There you go. Release. <laughs> yeah. Release it. All right. I shall Release do it, that. baby. Okay, and then Heather, where can, we, where can people <laughs> find you? Especially with your course. I went on Heather's course. It is amazing. I really learned so much on that thing. Obviously, my job was a bit difficult because you know I couldn't make some of the classes, but um, it, it is really, truly a really great course. It's got a lot of spiritual um, wisdom in it. It's got a lot of uh, techniques like the scrines in there. There's um, a lot of other psychic and mediumship kind of like practices you can do. And if you know you want to, uh, if you want to start becoming a psychic or a medium or just interested in spiritual things, it's it's the course to go on. It is amazing. So please. Heather, where can people go on the call? And also, you, you do it online, so Absolutely. Um, so people all around the world can do it. So, what? Where, where can I get the course? What? What's okay. the course's name? Well, thank you, thank you for a little bit of a punt there. I wasn't expecting that, but I've got a website, spiritually speaking, SA. That yeah. for South Africa. Africa. So just sorry, start again. <laughs> spiritually speaking, spiritually speaking, SA no, it's actually not. It's a dot com. It's just com. And we'll put the link. I'll, I'll add a link to it. I'll add a link to it with our podcast. Yeah. No, that's awful. Honestly, awful. guys, everything is there. It's okay. awesome. You can awesome. find my number, cool. my whatever. But thank you. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't prepared. But thank you for that. No, cool, man. And, yeah, and then where can I get one of those balls? Oh, which balls? You want the scrying ball, or you want? Yeah, where can I get a, another <laughs> ball? This quite a few awesome sphere. places. Where, I don't know where you're based, but I'm online. in Durban. Durban. In Durban, there's yeah. a guy called Henry's Prayers. He's in Maritzburg that you can go to in Durban. Okay. In Akateng, okay. there's a place called Crystal Spirits. Um, they, there's a lot online, but if you want me to, I can always send you guys to different places, and maybe your listeners will find that of interest in the link. Yeah, but cool. You know, there's a Durban guy, then you'll find somebody here in Joburg and East Rand, West Rand and Cape Town. I'm not 100% too sure of, but William, you should know. Cape Town, I just... Yeah, uh, come on, will you visit them all? The, uh, Orms Photography, they've got a great ball that you can take photos through it, and it's called Max Image Upside Down when you take a photograph through it. It works. It so works. I was thinking about maybe using that. Yeah, but that looks like the one that they advertise there looks like a marble. I don't think that's going to be a, it's big enough. <laughs> no, it's huge. It's like this big. Oh, is it? This is different because it's got a base okay. to it. Okay. Okay. But yes, 100%. Okay. Good. Guys, thank oh. you. Unfortunately, I have to leave. No, okay. thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. Yeah, thanks thanks for, for your time. Well. Great. Yeah, 100%. Lovely. Always thank speaking you. to you, Heather. Always being okay. Cheers, Heather. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Bye. 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 Heather, bye. bye. What, what, so Heather put me in contact with this other lady in, in, in Johannesburg because I'm seeing a documentary at the moment and she told me, you've got to go see this lady. She's in the Theosophical Society. And um, so I went to go speak to her about the thing I was doc doing the documentary about and she's a fascinating person. But she met the Dalai Lama and she asked the Dalai Lama, how do you meditate? And the Dalai Lama actually said to her, 
you just have to meditate for only 10 minutes, but you have to have an intention. And that's what like, which, which I, I just find like so fascinating that, you know, like, you know, I've been meditating for years, but I never have a meditation. I mean, an intention, you know? So I just think that maybe if you meditate 10 minutes before scrying and have the intention to like be able to see something that you want to know, like in the bowl. But the 10 minutes is right, eh? because I'll be honest with you, dude. 15 minutes of meditation for me is max. I can't, thereafter I can't, it becomes a sleep session. So I think if he says 10 minutes, I'm happy to do that. I can do that freaking my car. But it's, it's, you gotta, it's like going to the gym, Lee. You gotta like, you know, you gotta get some muscle there, man. You can't just do Hey, but if he says 10 you know? minutes, I can do it, man. <laughs> Start for 10 minutes. But, but it's funny, I was reading this book. I'm just trying to get it on um, my app here. It was uh, yep. about Rinpoche. No, sorry, yeah. the, the Joy of Living. So that's because there's two books. The one was The Joyful Wisdom. And the, actually, the one I'm talking about is the, uh, the Joy of Living. And he's a monk, like, uh, you know, obviously, since the child, he'll be a monk his whole life. And he's written these books. They're very good, very inspiring. The Joy of Living. I really enjoyed it a lot. All about, you know, Buddhist um, philosophy and like his whole experience in being being a monk and growing up and and his philosophy on life and everything and what he's got out of Buddhism. And he was saying that he, he, he in his book, he said, no, you should be meditating like for five minutes, but lots during the day. He says like, right. like as many times as you can, like maybe 30 times a day, but just do five minutes at a time. So that's, that's also quite interesting. Yeah. But now so in that, in saying that, does he mean, because what I do a lot in the car is I, uh, not the same breathing technique that I almost fell asleep on uh, while I was driving, but I do try and do like uh, four breaths in, six breaths out kind of thing while I'm driving or meditating. If I'm sitting down and I have a quick focus on something, does it mean you have to go and sit specifically alone and go and try and clear your mind and try and do whatever it is that you normally do? Yeah, meditate yeah, yeah. Or, five minutes, yeah. Uh, is it? So you've, yes, five minutes, how often? Every? Like he said, he just said many times a day, like as many as he can. But I suppose it also just builds like a, a, like those neural pathways of just staying conscious. Like if you keep doing it all the time during the day, you just become like, you know, more and more mindful because you're doing it so often during the day, even if it's just short periods of time. Yeah. It becomes like a, your normal state of awareness of basically if you just, Keep on, you know, because you, you now you like train those neural pathways every yeah every hour for five minutes, you know. So you know you're in a boardroom meeting. But, and, Sorry, man, I'm getting out for five minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, no, but I just I like the way just thirty minutes in the morning get it over thirty minutes in the evening. Yeah, that's what I, I yeah. like doing. Well, anyway, geez, I didn't know you were busy with tarot as well, tarot and that kind of stuff. Tarot, no, no, it's just I got my oracle cards. They're really handy. Well, man. sorry, oracles, yeah. So yeah, I didn't know you were doing that stuff as well. Yeah. So you've actually done everything we've done in the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey? You literally you've done everything we've done in the show so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, yes, and I wanted to tell you another thing which I'm I'm finding really cool at the moment. Yeah. Is that I started praying, right? And I always thought like pray I don't know, have I said this on the show before? About prayer? No. Pray? No. no. I didn't know you prayed. But dark like, so okay, because it's 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 kind of weird. When people say they pray, I'm like, oh no, like a you know, religious nutcase, even though I'm a nutcase because I'm 
<laughs> probably more obsessive than a religious person, but in like so many different <laughs> other religious aspects. But um, it always like because I think religion just got it's got like such a stigma to me, you know, like especially like how like with with Christians and stuff like that. I mean, sorry, I don't want to rip off Christians. I love Christians and that, but they do are usually the most judgmental ones, and there's always this bad taste in my mouth when it comes to like Christianity because they've just like this. They've, it feels like they've ruined it for everyone else, you know? Yeah, it's their way or no other way. That's it. And it's like, so, so when people talk about prayer, I'm always just like, oh, it's all the Christians and the Muslims and the, I don't want to do prayer thing. But, (laughs) but like, you know, like I was told, you must just try and pray for like 10 minutes a day. So I've been doing it 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening after meditation. And I promise you, Lee, it is the most, it's only started happening now, and I've been doing it for about two months now, but I get the most beautiful feeling inside me. Like my heart goes warm, but it also, it, it also I think it's, it leads to gratitude because it, this is how I was told to pray. You've got you to gotta ask stuff for five minutes and you've got to say thanks for five minutes for stuff, right? Okay. Or whatever. Okay. You don't have to do it in that. You could. It's funny because then I started reading a prayer book and it said the other way around. I said, no, you got to, also in the Bible, it says to get into the, to get, into communication with God, you've got to give thanks first and then you've got to ask to like open up the thing. But anyway, whatever which way you want to do it, I'm not saying that there's a way or whatever. I'm just saying just try stuff out and see what like what heart feels for you. But yeah. so I started doing this 10 minutes and 10 minutes in the morning and in the evening after my meditation. I've been doing it for about two months now. And the thing is when I start start saying the, the thank you part about stuff. And I mean it was so lame at first. I'm just like, you know, thanks for my sister, thanks for my parents. No, thanks for the house over my roof. And you don't, I'm not like feeling anything because I'm just talking. It's just like obvious stuff, you know, that you're just mm. like, oh, thanks for that. Just trying to think of stupid things. Thanks for that. Thanks for my dog, Fluffy, when I was like three. I love that dog. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> but the, the more I started doing it, the more I actually really started feeling grateful for it. And also the whole, you know, with the whole new age movement, they're always like, it's all about gratitude. You've got to give gratitude. And like, there's a whole movement of this gratitude thing. And I always thought love was like the bigger emotional like uh, feeling that you should be trying to concentrate on. And I've done like lots of love meditations like for, you know, three months in a row, like morning and evening. And I'd never felt like as emotional with, as, as I have been with praying. So eventually I even stop even asking for stuff because I'm so busy just saying thank you for stuff because like, but, and yeah. it really like gets into me and I'm starting to like, hey. and, and also, sorry, with the whole gratitude movement, it's like when I hear another person saying like, no, you gotta, gotta be in a state of gratitude. You gotta go. I just want to like vomit on them, you know? Cause like, it's mm-hmm. just, I think it's just such a trendy bullshit, like fucking thing that this whole new age movements come up with and all of this stuff. But when I really started doing it and just sitting there and just started saying thank you and just and I and I really started feeling the the the, the gratitude for it because I promise you if you start doing it every morning every evening because in the beginning I couldn't even think of all the, like as many things to say thank you for because it's like like after five minutes I'm like fuck I've said thank you for everything I could think of and just sitting there and just going over thank you for this thank you for you know thank you for, you know and I just, and, I, and, I, and it's not like I just get more creative it's like it's like a Actually, it becomes more meaningful. I start finding things that I'm actually really grateful for, like certain people in my life, and like you know, like certain things that happened during the day and yesterday and whatever. And then this whole sense of like this warmth and this just loving feeling just like comes over me. And eventually, I'm just sitting there, just going, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, 
And I, I'm enjoying it so much, Lee. I'm actually loving it more than the meditations. It's like it's giving me <laughs> such a wonderful feeling. And then after that, I'm like pumped for the day because it's just, I feel so good. Anyway, there's my two cents of brain. No, that's, that's, that's pretty cool, dude. That's pretty cool. I think, yeah, with, I think like with anything, if you put meaning into it, uh, you'll get a lot more out of it. But yeah, also, I think it comes back to that thing about the Dalai Lama. Because I just sorry, I just thought of this now 10 minutes. I mean, I, I wasn't doing it 10 minutes just because of the Dalai Lama. I was actually just told, just try 10 minutes in the morning or 10 minutes in the day. But now the, the Dalai Lama thing saying an intention. So it's actually almost like doing a meditation, but with the intention of just being grateful. Yeah. Things, you know, like, and yeah. it's going through that. Yeah. Well, that's thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, all you guys that are listening from around the world, William. Again, thank you. Please uh, let uh, please ask Heather to send us her details as well, just so that I can put it onto our site. And then, yeah, thanks, guys. Again, we'll see you, or we'll yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks to Spain, guys. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Lee. Cheers, man. Cheers.